Letters from a Lonely Flyboy is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to another episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy, where my brother Clint and I will share letters from our father, Air Force pilot Chuck Cathcart, to our mother Renee in the early 1960s. These letters were written while our father was stationed in Osan, South Korea for 12 months. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy. We're your hosts. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Thank you for joining us as we continue on this journey described by our father through his letters home. The letters in this episode begin on November 27th, 1961, and Clint is going to read the first letter of the episode, letter number 86. Okay, so this letter is dated uh, Monday, the 27th of November. Hi, honey. Sorry I didn't write more last night, but we'll try to make it up, up for it now. We finally got off, Price and I, about 2100 Friday night. Got delayed at the last minute and thought we were going to have to cancel. Anyway, we went to Yokota, Japan, and got in too late for any dinner. Did get a sandwich at the snack bar. Once we get got there, we found out we had to be off by 10.30, or rather between 10.30 and 11.30. They're working on the runway, and it was only open certain hours. <laughs> the PX di- there didn't open until 11.00. So we didn't even get to uh, window shop. Went from there to Izuki Saturday, looked in the PX there. They didn't have the assortment of fishing tackle and so forth there, but I did get a couple of ideas, and you can tell Dink that we should be able to get all fixed up. Went on to Kadena, Okinawa, and spent Saturday night. Saw Bolts, Simlers, Whites, and a number of others, including Roscoe and Dottie Barber. Remember them from Alex? He's referring to Alexandria, Louisiana. They were all involved in parties of some kind, did get all kinds of job offers, and we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, Colonel Bolt fixed us up, and we got up at 6.30 Sunday morning and played golf. I used Barber's clubs. Then we went back through Itazuki and finally back to Osan last night. It looks as though Simmer will take the fighter wing there within the next six months. Bolt said 
would like to have me, he would like to have me, and that I could go from here back to 105 school at Nellis on TDY and bring you and the kids back with me to Oki if I would come, or rather elect to come down there. It sounds pretty tempting. The base is real nice. It is an island, and there aren't many places to go outside the base. We would be authorized two trips by government aircraft to anywhere in the area, Hong Kong, Manila, Japan, etc., the quarters are nice, and the gals I talk to seem to be happy there. Now relax, we I haven't, I haven't signed up. I feel, and I mean it, that this time it has to be a joint decision. I've told you before how I feel, and as mixed up as I've been, I still feel that this is something we ought to decide together. There's always Hawaii. I'm sure I could get a job there by simply asking. I sort of feel you'd like to see Japan, but I'm less impressed by Itazuki now that I've been back and seen it, even though all I did was drive around the base a little. Then, too, and this should be a surprise, I ran into Colonel Amos Rhea at Kadena. He's in uh, 13th Air Force headquarters at uh, Clark Field, Manila. He almost pleaded with me not to decide before I seriously considered asking for the Philippines. I remember how much Ruth and John Schoenbar enjoyed their tour there and throw this out for consideration. As I said, I really think it's time to look for a place that, where all of us can live together, naturally, comfortable. The job becomes secondary. I feel I can handle about any job they want to give me. I want to get promoted, but then the headquarters types don't even seem to stand short. The whole object, or main one at least, now is the promotion of, for the increased retirement pay. I think I've finally proved to the people here that I can handle most any job. Proved it to myself, too. As a matter of fact, I feel now that if I can gain a little respect from people by being a combination program planner, I can get promoted in just about any job. So it boils down to either taking our chances on an assignment in the States, Clark, Okinawa, Hawaii, or Japan. I don't have to go to Itazuki in Japan either, honey. I'm sure 5th Air Force would take me if I held my hand up. The 5th headquarters is located just outside Tokyo. The schools seem to be good in all the places. It might be a little cheaper living in the Philippines or in Okinawa, but not much cheaper than Japan. Now, you know what I know. We have until the 1st of January to think about it. After that, I'll be forecast for assignment in the U.S., It'll be, so I'm told, too late to ask to stay over here somewhere. You also know, as well as I do, that some of the promises, etc., must be taken with a grain of salt. So let's talk it over. I really mean this. This is my last sheet of paper. Got two letters yesterday, none today. Sounds like our boy is about to grow away from us. <laughs> I miss all of you. I love you, C. Okay, wow. That was a pretty huge info dump about uh, all the the possible job possibilities and the people who want him. Um, that's going to be a lot for mom to think about. And boy, if, you know, if I were dad, I would be really not happy not to be able to talk with mom, at least on the phone about this, you know, and hear her reaction right away. Cause that's got to be hard to wait. Um, yeah. Do you know um, what, what is uh, what he's talking about? One Oh five school. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's an interesting twist for me as well. Um, cause unfortunately for you, because I was older, I know a little bit more of the history than you do. <laughs> um, so, um, Barney 
um, remember he talked about Barney, um, and I don't remember if Barney was at Okinawa or not. Um, I think he was. Sounds like he must have been. Anyway, Barney was in 105s, and he wound up going to Vietnam in 105s. Oh. Um, Dad would, if he went to uh, Okinawa and took that job that Bolt wants, um, who, who would be a wing commander, so he's got three squadrons of 105s, uh-huh. he, would, he would take him in and then send him to, to uh, Nevada to go to uh, Nellis uh, School, or to 105 School uh, at Nellis Air Force Base, okay. um, and then g- grab us and mom and he would go back to okinawa and i don't know yeah he doesn't mention what the job is it's he doesn't say there's a squadron commander it might have been ops officer um for the wing i i'm not sure what um what the job might have been but mm-hmm. uh that's what he's talking about is is um if he's going to okinawa he's going there to fly 105s okay wow that just is a, a staggering amount of of um things for mom to think over and for them to discuss all the different places and the different jobs that's uh, she's got to be pretty overwhelmed by that do you yeah. have do you have anything else to add for the good of this letter um i think that's it oh, um you're worried about you growing away from them <laughs> yeah I, I have no idea what that means i don't know maybe they, they from the way i was thinking acting talking whatever they thought i was growing up <laughs> um, still fairly young, yeah. you know, I'm mean, talking uh, 13, 14 years old. <laughs> okay. Then I am going to go ahead and read uh, letter number, let's see, uh, gosh, it's 89. Okay. Almost in the nineties. So this one is dated Tuesday, 28 November. Hi, honey. As you can see, I did go to the BX and buy some stationery. <laughs> He's got a question mark after that. I didn't look inside the cover. <laughs> Obviously, this is what I got. The cover is the same as the last I bought, but inside, it's considerably different. Actually, the paper is about the same, except that it's lined on one side. <laughs> no mail today? It's starting to come in batches again. Maybe the Christmas rush has something to do with it. I spent the day, or at least the major part of it, in Seoul. Didn't even bother to take off my golf, take my golf clubs, so you can imagine that I was expecting a full day. Got back about 1800 though. And with most of the info I went for, I have to go back on Friday and hope it warms up at least a little. I'll play golf if the weather is at all reasonable, but don't want to be ridiculous about it. I'm counting on you thinking carefully about what I said last night about the possible assignments. I'm hoping for a little guidance, really. I hope you take the time to look in the world books for the weather and statistics and so forth. I really do want you to help decide. I don't want you to worry about job assignments, but I think, but think about the process, prospect of seeing some of this part of the world, if you'd care to, and not worry about keeping me satisfied other than what you can handle. I'm really very anxious to hear from you about this, but also I do want you to seriously think about it. I miss you, all of you. I love you. C. Okay. So he's uh, going back to Seoul, sounds like, or he is yep. back at Seoul. Okay. And, um, and again, that no, no possibility of instant communication must have been just really, really hard for him. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, he's really hitting the, um, um, 
um, there's a light moment, of course, with in the beginning of it. <laughs> he bought the stationery. Yeah, right. <laughs> what, what you know, what he was getting, but the line paper um, was not what he, he was. He's after. really hitting the um, the assignment thing hard, yeah. um, trying to get her to to help uh, think about where where we want to be. Because yeah. um, again, remember, as far as he can see, um, what he what what he's um, the normal course of events, a normal sequence of events is such that um, in just over a month, uh, it'll be too late to, to, to ask for something like uh, Okinawa or Philippines or um, Hawaii or whatever, that, that they're going, you know, at that point, the Air Force, the decision will be made in, um, in uh, Washington, D.C., and that it's, he's pretty sure it would wind up being a stateside assignment. Yeah, right. Well, it's a it's a lot. It's a lot to think about, and a lot you know must be weighing on his mind. And and again, tough to not be able to uh, communicate with mom directly and have yeah. to wait for the mail. Anything else for the good of this letter? I don't think so. Okay, would you go on and read uh, letter number eighty-eight? Okay. Um. Sorry, pulled up the wrong way. Give me a moment. Okay. There we go. All right. I thought I was. So this letter is dated Wednesday, 29 November. Hi, honey. Hope you'll excuse the pencil. (laughs) Left my pen at the office, I guess. (laughs) Had planned to go back, but changed my mind. Left about 1830 in a real foul mood to eat at the mess hall and go back to work. Instead, I came back to the room. Have had a couple of martinis. Looked at both roles of film again, and now am back on track. All calmed down. I'm just not going to do all of Duncan's work. I really feel that some of the better types around here, Price, for instance, are on to him and realize that he's being carried completely without ever really contributing a single thing. This is real good in a way since Colonel Price is going to be the new division deputy commander at the end of December. The workload won't change, but there will certainly be a little, should say enough, positive direction to stop a lot of the nonsense that goes on now. I have figured out that General Hutchinson would greatly appreciate straight statements, and frankly, Price and I are about the only ones he gets them from. And I figure that's why Price will be the new deputy commander. I shouldn't say figure because as of today, it's fact. Mm. I have been cautioned by Duncan about making positive statements to General Hutchison. I really feel the opposite is true. The guy has to put up with the clowns like Duncan that he could never get a positive statement out of. So it's no wonder he feels he has to almost run everything personally. Duncan asked me today to be his new assistant, director that is. Told him not unless he has a meeting and in my presence. And tells the other two majors (laughs) in the office who outrank me that this is the way things go. He said he will, but I'd bet an awful lot he won't. <laughs> I must look very young and naive to a lot of people around here. I guess I've bet your ear or eyes enough for one night. No <laughs> mail again. A little unusual, but maybe justified. I can see where you wouldn't write when you know I'm on a cross country. Two, the mail has really been loused up lately. They say it always is from now until the uh, first of the year. I miss you. Almost caught you last night. I love you. See. Okay, so <laughs> Dad skipped going back to the office last night. <laughs> it oh, sounded yeah. like he really needed to do that for his mental health. Gosh. Yeah. And he's a uh, boy. Just I got a lot to say about how lazy Colonel Duncan is, and uh, 
how everybody just carries him. That's a bummer. Yeah, and I think I think part of it is, is lazy, but I think it's also he's pointing to the fact that Duncan, he's one of those people who doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to be wrong. So there's no <laughs> positive statements, no negative statements. They're just kind of um, uh, cloud, uh, fog, and then hopefully you get through the year, nobody catches you making a mistake, and then you're, you know, you're off um, to another um, uh, job, another location. But um, oh. unfortunately, that's not the kind of attitude that usually gets the job done. No. Um, so uh, he talks about Price being the, the division deputy, deputy commander. What, um, what does that involve? Well, well he'd be the, the deputy commander of, of the 314th Air Division, which means that he would be Duncan's boss. Oh, <laughs> oh. okay. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so oh. Dan has hopes that uh, things might change a tiny bit. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of interesting because Duncan wanted him to be the his new assistant director. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Dad was being smart enough to say, okay, sure, let's have this meeting with these two other majors who both outrank me who should be in that job. And you tell them, no, they're not going to be in the job that you're going to pick me. Yeah. Well, I wonder how that all comes out. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's just going to fade off into the sunset. <laughs> Probably it doesn't so. Doesn't sound to me like Duncan's got the got the nerve to to try to pull something like that off. No, no, it doesn't sound like it to me either. So I wonder what he means by the last line. Um, he's almost caught you last night. I think he probably dreaming or something. Yeah. He just, you know, you know, felt like he was chasing her or yeah. something, and <laughs> almost caught her. I mean, that's that's all I can get out of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a mystery. Okay, anything else um, for the good of this letter? I don't think so. Okay, well, yeah, it was interesting typing that up because it was uh, in pencil. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to read. Oh yes. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and read the last letter of the episode. Then letter number eighty nine. And this one is dated Thursday, Thursday, 30 October, or sorry, 30 November. Hi, honey. Well, I may have gone without mail for a few days, but I got four letters today. I was the only one again who got any mail. And at least I got a, I had a bright spot. I think things here are beginning to get to just about everyone. Spent about an hour and a half at the dentist this morning. He not only replaced the cracked filling I told you about, but decided that three more needed to be replaced. After the many sessions at Langley not too long ago, I'm beginning to wonder if some of these guys aren't just getting in some practice. My mouth is sore, too. I'm glad you decided to have Thanksgiving at home. I think you would have all missed the leftovers. I sure did, or do. Just got too used to that sort of thing, among others. No, I haven't worried about you turning into any kind of religious fanatic. Glad to hear you've found someone you can enjoy listening to. There aren't too many around. I'll bet Kelly did enjoy the Thanksgiving dinner. Hate to miss seeing her start to react to things like this. Bet she will really be thrilled with Christmas. The way Dink is taking over, I may not have any rights at all when I get home or when we all get together. Really, though, I'm pleased that you don't have any real complaints. As I told him, I couldn't be more pleased at the way, at the way he has done so far. I gather by the check you sent that you've probably cashed a check on Fort Sam. This was fine with me, honey, and you needn't have sent the check. I can get by without it. I have been pricing transistor radios some more, though, and can get a real nice one and real nice and a good one for twenty-one to twenty-four dollars. Everyone says they're good, and they sure sound fine. 
I too am disappointed in the Itazuki thing. It may not be out of the picture yet, but I have to quit hoping and either make my own move or forget it soon. I'm looking forward to your answer to the letter in which I listed the alternatives we have. Glad you heard from Ruth. I hadn't written to anyone but you lately. I haven't even answered Barney's letter, and I must get to it soon. You can leave there whenever it's convenient, as far as I'm concerned, honey. I know Dink would enjoy getting back, and I think you'd be okay there. I know, or certainly should have an idea about what they're going to, what we're going to do by then. If I come back for assignment, we may not know just what it'll be. You'd only lose one month's rent on the lease since next July's rent is already paid. And as you said, we have time to think about it. Way too much time. I have to go to Seoul tomorrow. Plan to get a real early. Plan to go real early and take my golf clubs, if the weather looks at all decent. Have been asked if I'd like another cross country this week, the weekend of the ninth. I said yes, but of course I never know until the day before, and for sure, not really until I leave the ground. I wish Christmas would hurry up and get here and go. Don't really like to think about it much. I'll be good New Year's Eve, though. I am AO for the 24 hours beginning at 0800 on the 31st. I miss you very badly. I love you. C. So not, uh, not having great luck at the dentist. That's a bummer. No. And he talks a lot about the holidays, Christmas and Thanksgiving, and, and oh, uh, yeah. missing, missing that and missing us. Um, it, it was uh, it was nice the way he went on about uh, how proud he is of of you. I, lo- I love hearing that. And so, um, he hasn't gotten a clear answer from mom yet about the jobs, but she may not have gotten that letter yet. She, yeah, she would not have gotten. I wouldn't. I, you know, it, we're, we're talking about two days ago it was mailed. So right, yeah, yeah uh, postmark. No so yeah, I'm thinking she hadn't even gotten it yet. Okay. Okay, and uh, he must have, oh, oh, it's hard not to know, it's hard, it must be hard for him not to know about whether he gets to do the cross countries until the very last minute, too. That's, uh, oh, yeah. That's not fun. Do you have uh, anything else to add about for the good of this letter? Oh, it's interesting. I just, um, you know, the, the, um, of course, he talks about um, finding a, a transistor radio for me. Yeah. I am going to get one. Uh, I know because I remember getting it. Um, but also just, you know, uh, um, like he talked to Ruth, there's Ruth and John, Johnny Schoenbar, uh, okay. old friends of theirs. Um, in fact, when they retired, um, down in Florida, you know, Ruth and John were living in that area. You probably remember that. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it's just kind of neat, you know, for me, every once in a while they, they bring up some of these people I remember. Um, but, um. And, and, and he talks about uh, you can leave there whenever it's convenient. I think what he's talking about is like if she wants to take off and go to Montana, you know, because he's oh, not right. going to get back till like August or so, um, first part of September. Okay. Um, so um, it looks like they're already thinking about that. Yeah, I meant to bring um, that up and I forgot. Yeah. Um, but and then looks like he's going to have a nice calm um, – um, New Year's <laughs> Eve because he's going to be air officer, so there's be no drinking for him. No, no. Oh well, <laughs> but it'll hopefully it'll keep him occupied. Oh yeah. Okay. So, anything else for the good of the uh, the episode or that last letter? I think that's got it. Okay, well, we're going to wrap things up then. Thank you so much for listening today. Please join us next time when we find out how they continue together about a decision to where, on where to go next.
If you have any comments or feedback you'd like to share, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy or email us at lettersfromalonelyflyboy at gmail.com. And you can find that contact information on the podcast description as well. We would love to hear from you. And that's going to do it for today. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We would love your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy.